I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, I'm having a good day today. Let me the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must know that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If your son or daughter is diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. At least you based on my experiences. I also do not own the right to the intro natural. They are found on www.danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a mission saying I'd like to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the negative stigma off of autism and other conditions. People on the spectrum are not broken. Those who have conditions or abilities do not to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some paid for the following. We must talk about Office Easel Promotions located in Bloomington, Indiana. It is a promotional product store. Carl and Josh's goal is to offer a full-service advertising specialty company of promotional items to promote your company. They can help you with marketing tricks like trade shows, programs, and company outings. If you need business promotions, call them at 812-339-6739 or email them at info at officeeaselpromotions.com. You will get more people interested if you choose to use their services. I also want to talk about Boston Scientific. Boston Scientific is dedicated to improving life through scientific medicine. Even though there is one located in Spencer, Indiana, there are other offices located globally from California to Costa Rica. Those who want to make a difference in others' lives through science should hop abroad and join the team. If you are interested in joining the team, then be sure to go to their website, bostonscientific.com, and apply because it will be an unforgettable experience. I also have some people i like to thank. I would like to first thank my latest guest, Judy Gold, C208, opening the Silly Box with Judy Gold. And although Brad Local is funnier, she was a great guest and we had some laughs. Thank you, Judy. You are awesome. I also want to give credit to Isabella Johnson for the work she does for the Spectrum. She is an amazing lady for allowing those on the Spectrum internship opportunities. Autism Rocks and Rolls loves and respects you and the work you are doing. Plus, I also wrote a new blog that you should read called What's My Logic? It is about my logic and how I feel internally. On a personal note, I would like to congratulate two more people for graduating. Their names are Lily Johnson and Trevor King. I am so proud of you both. Finally, I went to a podcast networking event where I met some awesome people who I can work with in the future. It was a great time. Now, folks, we'll be right back, but we're going to hear an ad from Wellspring Paint Solutions. So let's get to it. Hello, everybody. This is Mike Glasscott from the Glass in the Afternoon radio program on News Sports Talk 98.7 and AM 1370 and WGCLradio.com. And on behalf of Wellspring Pain Solutions, they're happy to partner with Sam Mitchell and the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. Wellspring Pain Solutions applauds Sam's mission statement to eliminate the stigma associated with autism. Here's what we want you to do. Check out the website wellspringpainsolutions.com you'll find out which of the four locations is closest to you you'll get a chance to meet their team of providers and all the services offered at wellspring when you're there now the fun really begins you'll find the link to sam's website where you'll find all his podcasts background information on his guests as well as all the merch in his merchandise store you'll be amazed you'll have fun you'll enjoy it all we ask you to do is take a listen and spread the word that autism rocks and rolls all right folks are back i don't want you to be too nervous to meet these fine people now today's topic i actually kind of learned about this a couple days ago because i knew it existed but i didn't know the name of it and it's called a burnout and it's different from a regular burnout because a regular burnout is just where you are exhausted from doing something every day of your life but an autistic burnout is way different because there are some stuff in life that we probably will not be able to do. And that's just not me being mean. It's me being realistic. And this won't be a negative episode. It will get positive later. But I got to talk about the negative a little bit first. So 
the burnout is letting our fire extinguished because at the end of the day, we are not feeling good because we're missing out on something that is just too hard for us or just something that society doesn't see we can do. And that needs to stop because people have proven that wrong time and time and time because we're no longer MIAs. We're BSIA, being seen in action because now we can do some of the life skills that you guys do every day. It's not easy to do. But I know eventually at the end of the day, it gets done. And that's all society and you guys are asking for, right? And if it isn't, then let me ask, what do we have to do? Do we have to cook the perfect bacon to the exact temperature? Cook the perfect egg yolk? If it's not, what else do we have to do? What else do we have to do to where sometimes we may not have to experience burnout? Where we don't have to experience the burnout every time. It's not a good feeling for us because we do hit rock bottom. And we do just get sick. And it's all these negative emotions that... We don't have to feel. You could show us that we are worth it. You can show us that there's no such thing as a burnout, but there's such a thing as a burn-in because if we are experiencing a burn-in, then I just feel a lot happier and I'm smiling from ear to ear because I know that people are actually listening to me and they're actually trying to help me out, whether that be helping me out to do something that anyone else does because let me say, life skills sometimes is not easy and when you add the fact that sometimes life is not easy, it kind of makes it hard. I mean, there are certain things that are hard for me that might be easier for you and vice versa. For example, here's a statement to hear. I may not be able to drive, but I have a job and I can be successful by working at Denny's. Okay, he doesn't drive. That's a basic life school I think most of the population does. But he's working at Denny's and he just got a manager promotion job. Yes, he's successful. He is doing something right. He is trying to contribute by working. And he's a skillful manager. He's probably like the best manager of all time for Denny's. So you're telling me that he's not contributing and he can't experience it and he has to have go through burnout because he can't drive? Look again, buddy. And you too, man. Both sides need to look again because they got to see they couldn't do this, but yet they got something bigger going on and if they got something bigger going on, that's saying something. That makes you a force to be reckoned with. Now, the definition of an autistic burnout is a strong fatigue feeling that targets someone on the spectrum emotionally and mentally because we are missing out on something. Because think about it. You think although he works at Denny's and a manager, it probably bothers him to death sometimes that he can't drive because he wants to drive. He wants to hop behind the wheel and learn the ropes and the rules of how to drive and be like one of the boys, but he can't really at all because he's so nervous there's so much stuff going on and when it hits that overwhelming mark it's just something that he cannot do and it bothers him i mean at the end of the day he has roses and for the most part he's happy but there's a small percentage of where he probably looks at that wheel and just thinks if only i could do it. and maybe one day he'll be able to but what if he what if he what if he thinks he can't what if he does, knows that he can and again not me being mean being realistic probably aches his breaky little heart sorry little billy ray cyrus reference there but it probably just shatters him at the end of the day and lowers himself with thinking just why do I have to be in the passenger seat but I'll tell you it's just hard for us to accept and it's a tough pill for us to swallow but I know eventually we can for sure swallow the pill I think why this is such a hassle that we tolerate is simple it is holding us back from us being fully developed we want to join in with society and have opportunities that rarely come to us now when I say this I don't mean functionally or mentally developed no I mean life developed where we're trying to not be held back because we want to do what we want. As we know, adulthood doesn't come to us. We had to go to adulthood. 
And when we can't go to adulthood sometimes, it's extremely, 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 and I mean extremely, frustrating and aggravating almost because I want to go to my grandma's house, but I know some kids probably wouldn't be able to make it cross the street without not looking both ways because they don't know that and they don't understand that. Tom, you have to look both ways before you cross the street. They don't understand that. And because they won't do that or they don't understand, they can't go to grandma's house. And obviously, I wanted to go to my grandma's house at a point, but I knew I couldn't because I probably wouldn't look both ways. So yes, it is a burnout. And it does reach me for being fully developed because you're holding me back from being an adult because I still feel like a child. And I don't want to be a child forever. I want to grow up and experience life itself. You're telling me that I can't do this because it's what every adult does. You're taking my age range. I'm not now being 20. I'm still being 10. So come on. You got to let me have a chance of not missing out. You got to invite me in. You got to let me in. You got to just see what I can do. And when you see what I can do, we're invited now. We're in the bubble with you guys. We're not just in our own separate lonely little bubble. We're finally with everyone. We're finally with society. It's finally a moment where society and Aspies are shaking hands and kissing babies. Because now... We can officially state that we're in. We're being with you guys. We're not obviously being you, but we're joining you. And now we have these opportunities that come to us, whether it would be trying to get us to cook an egg or putting us in a social situation that some may take for granted. It's still an opportunity. It doesn't come to us very often. So when we don't have it, we have burnout. But when we do get it, we feel burn in. And it's finally shown us that, hey... We can do this too. We can be adults too, just like anyone else is an adult. Oh boy, let's give this a shot. Now, I do need to talk about the feeling of the burnout. So when we have an autistic burnout, I see why it's hard to understand. The reason being, it is because no one can make it better. No one can obviously snap their fingers and give us a social situation. That comes to us on a rare opportunity. Offering, it does help, but it's still makes us question and makes us sad if we don't understand it or fail to make a French toast. It just isn't a good feeling. And you can't do anything about it. No one can obviously make the situation better. It's our feeling, obviously, and it's sometimes your feeling if you choose to get involved. But I hate to ask you, to the people who try to help, what can you do? You can try to be like, I understand, I understand, but there's nothing you can really, really really do there's no magic wand to wave so i'm just telling you that no one can make it better everyone has to understand that i know you're not a magician but there's nothing you can do and i'm not saying i want you to be a magician although it'd be cool i just want help and help is hard to give in this case because like i say what can you really do talk it out maybe but there's no plan of action sometimes people on the spectrum need a plan of action with a burnout because it would just make us know that this is going to happen. This is what hopefully will happen. Yay me. And I'm just saying, when it comes to the burnout too, since there's nothing you can really do, you may not even try. Because at this point in life and at this point in my stage, I'd rather solve it on my own than anyone else. And some may need help, but others may not need help because they don't want to get you involved. And why would they need you to? Plus, the feeling is spontaneous and indescribable. This feeling that we have of uh, just feeling burnt out and left out and left alone in the basement. It's just spontaneous because one minute we can be happy and the next moment we're sad and just lonely because we just saw something that we really wanted to do or be or what we wanted to do or 
be in that social situation. And it's for a spontaneous mint because it could buy us for a day, a minute, an hour. I mean, it just depends on what it is. And when we get that feeling, it's indescribable. They thought of ways to describe it. And my best way I can describe it is a wandering book lost at sea. Because think about it. The book is going around the sea and it hops on islands. That's our chance for like a few seconds. But uh-oh, here comes the waves and they basically wash it away. And it just ruined our chance. So that's my best way of describing the feeling. And when we do have those feelings of just spontaneous... We don't realize it. It's not like, oh my God, we're going to do this on purpose. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I saw something. Oh, it's time to make people mad. Ha ha ha. No, it's not that at all. It's just like, oh, we saw it. Hey, how you doing? That's what it really feels like. And I don't realize it. Trust me, if I realized it, I wouldn't do it intentionally. But now that I learned that I do it, it's just, I got to be aware of it. And that's what we all need to do is just be aware of the burnouts because yes, they are real. And they are spontaneous, and you never know when they may happen. And yes, they are indescribable. They are definitely hard to get through. And I will say that. I'm not going to lie to you on that. And I will also say the feeling is also hard to express because we all like it tongue-tied. I'm like, eh, oh, I thought, oh, thought, oh, eat, uh, uh, eh, uh, ooh. And we just can't spit the words out. And I can't either with this feeling. And no one can who's on the spectrum. They can't spit the words on how this feels. All I can tell you, it's sad and depressed to give you basic words, but they can't give you a long, extensive vocabulary on how it feels. And I wish I could tell you how it felt, but I really don't. And I can't express it either because I do shut down and I just don't know what to do with that feeling. I don't know what to do with that awful feeling other than just either getting mad, which I know I don't want to do, or just crying, which I also don't want to do. So my only way of knowing what to do is just try the best to talk about it, even though it may be impossible to do, and just keep getting tongue-tied if I have to until it comes out. I will say this. It's something to be aware of if you are a parent because they won't just deal with the spontaneousness and the indescribableness of the feeling, but they'll feel other certain feelings. Some of those feelings are anxious because, and C109 Autistic Butterflies, more information, but I have been anxious as crap when it comes to this. I'm just afraid that, oh my goodness, I'm not contributing, I'm not contributing, I'm not contributing. Oh, where's my future going to go? Oh, oh, oh. And that's why it's so scary because it affects my future. It affects where I'll be in life. And when you're not knowing that, it's a scary part because life is also scary and not knowing where I'll be in life. That's a scary feeling. So yeah, it's led me to being anxious to where that's all I can think about. And it probably will one day for your autistic child. But I think the best advice I can give for that is just assure them that no matter where they are going to be, they will definitely find success no matter where it is. Also during the burnout, they might feel depressed because during this burnout, we do get sad and upset because we may not be able to mentally have the capabilities to do it, not because we don't want to, but because we just cannot. And and that feeling is holding us back, and it's just aggravating to us sometimes that we just can't get through that one part of being an adult. And we succumb to everything else, but uh-oh, here comes this part. No, boy, that's kind of scary. And when we just think about that, we're getting nervous and nervous and nervous to where it's just be just a sadness because we think, well, I'm going to live here the rest of my life. I, I can't do anything. I, can't, I just can't be the adult. I'm sorry. I want to be 10 forever. And we don't want to feel that at all. No one wants to feel that at all. But when we hit the red in the bar, yeah, it hurts because it's just like Neil Strauss saying, you can't do it. 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 Over and over and over again. And my best 
advice for that is, again, the reassurance. And in my life, I had to be reassured that I will make it in life no matter how I feel. And it's helped me through my depression through when it comes to the burnout. Another feeling we might get is angry because you're probably thinking, Sam, you're so happy. You're so enlightening on this podcast. Why would you get angry? Well, guys, yes, I'll admit it. The happy person who's trying to spread enlightenment and positive energy about autism sometimes gets kind of angry that he has autism because he feels like some days it's holding him back because he wants to do something. He wants to go see his friends. He wants to, as I said earlier, go see his grandma. He wants to cook his own breakfast, but I have to wait on my parents. Yes, it's angry, and I do get aggravated with it. I know I can't help in that I do, but I do get angry with my autism sometimes because I get the burnout feeling of, well, I can't join in with my mother. I can't do what my father does. I can't do what my grandfather does. I can't do what any adult does. So yes, it's a frustrating and aggravating feeling that I get. And my solution is I think they have the right to be angry because it is legit angry. And I think it's a reasonable reason to be angry. And I think where I'm from, at least in America, we have the right to own our feelings. If they harm someone, then you got to do something about it. But if they're angry, I think they have every right to be angry. But I think these got to be angry within the limitations and the reasons. The final feeling that they may feel is sick. And yes, I'll admit, I've gotten sick over this before. It's not to the point where I puked yet, but it's to the point where my stomach has turned into knots because I am nervous. I'm afraid I'm not going anywhere. I'm stuck in the basement playing video games. That's what I am afraid of. I know it's not true, and that's where it leads to the burnout. And I know the burnout doesn't exist forever, but sometimes it feels like it does because when it may be five minutes to you, sometimes it feels like five hours for me. And yes, it does exhaust me after two. But anyway, I get sick over it because I'm just so afraid that I'm not going to go anywhere. And I'm just afraid that I'm missing out on something that everyone should be doing. And here I am not doing it. And I'm afraid that basically I'm going to be called out on for it, or I'm basically going to be labeled for it. And I know labels sometimes don't exist, and I have my own view on labels, but in that case, I am afraid I'll be labeled on that part, and I don't want to be because there's other parts of the puzzle that you're missing, and I shouldn't be labeled as a man who can't drive, but labeled as a man who just struggles with driving. That's a little bit of a different ball game there than just saying he can't drive, he sucks. Because of how society is sometimes, I just get worried to death sick because I don't want to be labeled as a man who can't do anything. And when that's a possibility, it strikes fear into my heart. It feels like a stake went through my heart almost. And it's just to the point where I have not felt good about it some days, where I've not felt good about not having autism per se, but not felt good about not being able to do it because I'm special, but not in a good way, is the feeling I kind of get. Now, my solution for this is actually kind of fun, is if you play Skillet, Skillet song, Sick of It, Sick of it, raise your hands, get rid of it. All right, anyway, if you play that song, then I know you'll feel better because for some reason, the adrenaline and the energy for me stops making me sick of it. It makes me feel more confident. It makes me feel more worthy of being here, that I don't have to be sick, that I can actually be sick of it and take some action like Thanos did with his belief. However, I do want the parents and anyone who is listening to my podcast that I just want to say it is not your fault or the child's fault, or anyone's fault in the family. It is sometimes others' faults, because sometimes others need to invite you to the party, and C-118 push you to the side for more information, but they exclude you. They just are ruthless tyrants who won't even take the time for you, who won't take the time to sometimes make time for you. When that happens, yeah, it gives us a burnout feeling. 
and we just feel like no one wants to be around us. And trust me, that's not a good feeling to feel. Everyone's felt that feeling before, you have, but why do I have to feel more times than you do? That's not fair. That's harsh to feel. So in my opinion, you just need to bring us in and give us a chance. And if you give us a chance and we blow it, fine, we deserved it. But you know what? What if we didn't blow it? What if we didn't blow it at all? And you made the right decision to do it. Look what happens. Everyone's happy. And I think you just made a lifelong friend. And I think you just built a bond that we never dreamed of having. I also want to say if you are a child who is neurodivergent, I also want to tell you that you need to understand that you are not missing out because your family is trying to tarnish your freedom or trying to basically protect you and won't let you go out. No, that's not the case. Sometimes the parents are just being realistic and want to keep you safe. And I was like that, though. I thought my parents were hovering when I was younger, and they probably were at points. But I bet you at points there are sometimes that they just wanted to keep me safe and were trying to be realistic where it was not just humanly possible. And nowadays, I see that it was, but you understand, too. At eight years old, we want to be capable of being the eight-year-old. We want to do stuff sometimes that eight-year-olds do, whether it's following the trends, whether that's trying to basically play along with Beyblades, whatever the case might be. But sometimes I know that our parents don't want us to for maybe their own personal reasons or just being realistic and want to keep you safe. And there's nothing wrong with being safe sometimes because as they say, safe is better than sorry. And that's the case for those on the spectrum because as parents, we want to do our best for our child. And sometimes doing the best thing for your child might make them mad, but it's for the better at the end of the day. So sometimes... They may think you're doing the wrong thing, but trust me, Aspies, it's for the right reason. They may make some mistakes, but I would say at least 99.9% they're doing it for the right cause. And even though you may not agree with it, you have to trust your parents on some cases. And some cases may be required to trust them with or not to trust them with, but they're required. It's just the way it is. I do want to state that it is extremely different, but also alike to depression. Watch the first video below to learn the difference and similarities from Asperger's from the inside. But although I'm kind of negative, it's time to be positive because I will say that there is a flip side because even though you will miss out on some opportunities, there are two options you can do. You can either wait patiently for the opportunities to come to you or you can go out of your comfort zone and make opportunities. That's what I've had to do. I've waited patiently for opportunities each of my life and I don't know if it's just the way I am, but sometimes opportunities aren't going to come to you at a drop of a dime. You got to go out sometimes and make them. That's what I did. I had to build my own empire. And waiting is okay, but my advice is go make your own opportunities. Build an empire. Build a foundation for yourself. That's what I had to do. Otherwise, I would not have made it. But on the flip side, if you are a patient person and you think there will be an opportunity coming for you, then by all means... Sit on that couch and wait, because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just jumped the gun too much, and maybe I need to be more patient. But if you have the patience to sit there and wait, and you know an opportunity will come to you with your talents, then by all means, wait well. Good luck with your life, and I wish you luck on what will come to you. Now, for those in the spectrum, I just want to say the so-called burden that you are lifting, that you might feel during a burden, then please stop calling it a burden. Because think about it this way. You could pass the opportunities that most of the world gets and take the chances that, that others rarely receive. For example, I do that. I may have passed the opportunity to drive, but I got the rare opportunity to go meet a celebrity. And that's what I'm happy with. I mean, I may one day be kind of sad I don't drive, but look what I've done. Look what others have done. They're doing other talents. They're showing off other skills that are making up 
for this basic skill. And I think if it was up to me, I'd rather have the advanced skills than the basic skills. So it's not a burden that you're feeling with this burnout. The burnout is something everyone feels. So don't feel bad. It's not a burden. It's an understandable feeling that I feel, that everyone feels. Even people who are not on the spectrum feel at some point in their life because everyone at some point is lost. So it's not a burden. It's just a feeling, everybody, because we are not the only ones who have that burnout feeling too. Not just the regular burnout, but an autism burnout. The parents do as well have their own version of an autism burnout. Look at the second video below to hear this mom explain the burnout she feels. Now, I am going to be realistic here again and tell the parents that there may be opportunities that they will miss out that will cause them to have a burnout. Some of those opportunities are driving, okay? And this one makes me mad because it makes me sick. And I mean really sick to watch people drive because I get sad that I can't hop behind the wheel and learn something that every man should be able to learn. It drives me nuts and I wish so bad I could drive. It bothers me that I've identified the problem and it's unsolvable. And the issue is, I'll just tell you, I can't drive with someone being there who's an instructor. That just makes me too nervous. But I do get that it has to be done that way. And I wish I could just calm down and not be so intense when I grab the wheel and get nervous and not have to sweat so bad. But it's the way that it is. And what's so hard about it is, I'll tell you, there's too much going on. There'll be 10 things going on at once. That's too much for me to handle. So I just wonder if driving will even be possible for me. It could, but it couldn't. And I do get burnt out that I can't drive. It happens all the time, really. I mean, it's only for five seconds in a car. To me, it's kind of sad I have to feel that sickening for five seconds. But if I do, I do. And you know what? It's only for five seconds, and I can get through it just like anyone else can. The next thing I can lead us to a burnout is cooking because I've had my life share of issues with cooking because of knowing what tools and there's just so much involved going involved making some food and it's sad but it's true and unfortunately I just get overwhelmed and I shut down so yes I'll tell you I can't cook on here well I can't cook on here obviously because it's there's no pans or silverware or anything like that but anyway I'm just telling you I can't cook I've tried I baked with my grandmother and I still don't get it I just do it to be nice still and enjoy some time with my grandma, but I still just don't understand cooking. Maybe I could do baking a little bit. I tried that, but I still have struggles with that, and I just can't cook. I mean, it's just too much, and it does burn me out because I wish that I could, like, just go to the fridge and learn how to make French toast without being overwhelmed because I know in the future it might affect me, and next thing you know, I may have a housemate and pay her, which may be okay in the future, but may not be affordable. So cooking is a key part that might lead us to a burnout because while we haven't made as nice, we don't want to rely on her time. We'd rather rely on our time with our breakfast, lunches, dinners, and our snacks. So it's kind of sad also we have to rely on someone else to make your food, but I also understand and there's some positives to having someone make your food. I mean, you don't have to do it and at the end of the day, you at least get a nice hot meal. Also, something that we might get burnt out on is having a social life. And C104, making friends and getting that growth, more information. But a social life sometimes does take a toll on me. It's a burnout because I get anxiety on who's going to hang out with me, who wants to be my friend, all the questions that are an unidentifying object. And when I can't answer those, that's hard on me because it takes a toll on my mental health and I just wish they would be honest and just say yes or no I am not going to be your friend 
because sometimes the drama and the social life does take the toll. And while socializing for the most part is great, there is a price to pay because everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> all right. Anyway, in all seriousness, there is a price to pay because maybe my life would have been less stressful. If I didn't have that social life and some are like that. Maybe they don't want to deal with the drama, but they stress like that and they're having to burn out for that drama existing. And it takes a toll on both sides. And my solution is pick the side that it will either a not take a toll on or B will take a minimal toll on you. And each, each one's different. So the choice is up to you. Aspies. Do you want to have a social life and deal with the stress and the drama or do you not to have it and be alone with no one around you and have the toll on you where you where you are just too scared to make friends another reason why my experience of burnout is experiencing certain important social events what i mean by this is they never get to experience a party with friends they never get to go out on a date and this is a perfect example with me because i in my lifetime have never been on a date or to prom and at that time, it really does trigger some burnouts because I want to go to prom. I want to go, but I know that I'll probably stress because of how much people are there and I don't want to wear a suit and a tie. In a way, I kind of want to do the work without doing the work. I think it's kind of sad that there aren't ways around it or people have a hard time understanding, but you need to get that sometimes that we can't bend. I couldn't go to the prom in shorts and a t-shirt. That just wasn't going to happen. So I know that I have to do the work, but sometimes the work is too much on me. It's too much of a hassle to tolerate. And unfortunately, I know that and I didn't get to go, but I think it was for the better at the end of the day. I may not have been the better in the moment, but now looking back at it, I think I made the right decision. I know that one day I will have to tolerate it, but I know it's not now. And all I have to do is prep. The other aspects need to do is prep, get loose feel what's right for you and go out there and, and go have some fun the last thing that we might have a burnout on is living by ourselves and that is the story for me too there's a house i stay at each time and i just think if only i could live there if only i could take care of myself and that's a burnout feeling though every time i pass a house i get a five second burnout because i do want to move in that house i want my own freedom my own space my own property if possible but I know that in the end of the day, it wouldn't work. It would just go down south and I'd be calling my parents like, take me home, take me home, take me home. So I know that it won't work. But then again, it's me wanting to grow up and be an adult and move out of that house to where I can officially consider something that people do, which is not living with your family forever. At the end of the day, I've learned that it is what it is and I'll just keep staring at that house till maybe one day I'll get it. You never know. And with living by yourself, even though I look at it, I know I may not be ready, but there are sometimes I question if with sources we'll be able to do it. So my idea of a solution for that is if you have to find all the sources you need as a family, because in life we all need help. And if you want to make it possible, it can be possible in that way. However, I do want to say though, there is a positive side because we can gain certain skills and powers. Some of those skills are knowledge because maybe while I was missing out the prom, I was training myself more for the media side and more my pro wrestling history that I am a savant at. I was becoming an extra, extra, extra savant. Maybe on April 2nd, I missed prom, but on July 21st, 2050, I became the most known savant for pro wrestling. So yes, I do have knowledge I will use in the future. I might be missing out on something a little small, 
but I'm using my powers for something bigger. I'd rather use my powers for something bigger than for a small little school prom. And that's just me, obviously. Maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you want to go to prom really bad. But anyway, knowledge is power. And since I have used my knowledge for certain skills and certain media, I feel like I can say I'm way more accomplished than some others who have went to prom before. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying that because I chose to stay home. And maybe you didn't choose to stay home. You maybe you had a great time and you don't regret it. But for me, I chose to stay home so I can use my tools for more opportunities and chances in life. Another positive is we can use replacements because while we may not be able to have certain opposites, we can replace it with something else. Maybe, as I said, I can't drive, but I know I can do a podcast and make it with a snap of my fingers and it just makes sense just like that. So... In my eyes, I'm replacing the driving part of my life. And I think in some instances, I think replacements are okay. Now, obviously in life, there are no replacements for a life skill because you have to learn to go to the bathroom, obviously. There's no replacements for that. But there are replacements for life skills such as cleaning, cooking, in my opinion, because you're making it up with certain other skills and replacements that are teaching you these life skills. So maybe we can't learn the basic classroom way but we can learn with a tool and a resource in the palm of our hands. Another positive, which kind of sounds negative, but is actually a positive to me, it shows us that the world is not fair. Now, you're probably thinking, how is this a positive, Sam? Well, believe it or not, it actually is, because let me try to explain myself. Have you all learned that the world is not fair? I think anyone has. But would you say you had to learn a hard way or an easy way? And I pretty much most of you would say a hard way, but not for me. I learned the easy way. Through my experiencing burnout, I've learned that the world is not fair. And it came out a little early, obviously, and maybe the old school mind of myself. But we had to learn that the world is not fair. And sometimes burnouts lead us to that opportunity to show, like, oh, well, life sometimes sucks. But you know what? Life can be beautiful, but life isn't fair sometimes. And we have learned that hard ways. But my way, I've learned it easier because of the burnout. So... The burnouts show that while it's devastating, we may cry at the end of the day to learn that the life is not fair. Like, life's not fair! Life's not fair! Life's not fair! I learned it earlier than most others. And I think experiencing burnouts with Aspies, you can take that from a burnout. So while you may think it's totally bad, the 1% good of a burnout that comes out is it shows you life is not fair. And if you learn that quicker than others, my friend, you've just shown more wisdom than most others have. Another positive it shows is gratefulness because while I said earlier, life's not fair, life's not fair, life sucks, I'm grateful because of a burnout because I'm more grateful that I can problem solve. I'm more grateful that I actually, my friend, believe it or not, do have the friends. I'm grateful that I have something to stress over than nothing because... If I had nothing to stress over, life was perfect for me, that would just get overwhelming. I just wouldn't be much of an understanding person. So in my eyes, I think it shows us gratefulness because it shows you that you need to be more grateful for the happier times of your life. It shows you that tomorrow's a privilege and not a must-have. So in my eyes, it's going to show you gratefulness so that you can know what to do the next time, but also it shows you that you need to enjoy the happier times rather than trying to focus on the bad times and not have the bad times as your only memories, but make sure you have more happy times and happy memories than less bad times and bad memories. The final positive that we gain from 
having a burnout is a safe spot because I've had burnouts and I what I do is I lock myself in the studio for a while because I think that the studio has become a sanctuary for me and I think I need my studio from now on because I think the studio has basically saved my life. I've spent so many times in the studio that it's been just the studio and me time and I think we've had some memorable moments, studio. But anyway, I would say that we need a safe spot because we just need somewhere to go. We need somewhere to let the steam out and we just need to find somewhere to paddle the boat to so we can just take a breath and calm down before we paddle yet again. So we need that safe spot in order to find a place to calm down and find a place where we can have our private burnouts if you want to have one and if we need to have a burnout that could be considered private so that it doesn't affect anyone around the family. It's not only mean and not to be rude, but to be considerate and to give you some sanity. Now, although I'm having fun, we got to hear an ad from CPA Tax Service. So let's get to it. Stephen R. Miller, CPA in Bloomington, Indiana, will take the stress out of your tax preparation and filing. With over 35 years of experience, he is knowledgeable, friendly, and will help you reach your goals of minimizing your taxes without having to spend days reading through dry, technical, and difficult materials. Mr. Miller will prepare your forms and meet with you prior to filing to make sure that you know what to do and when to do it. Stephen Miller and assistant Angel Shearer will make sure your tax prep is easy. See them today at 205 North College Avenue in Bloomington, Indiana. Tax season is right now and not around the corner. Call Stephen Angel at 812-332-0557 or email at stmillercpa at gmail.com. Do it now and don't wait until the last minute to do your taxes. All right, folks, right back. And yes, please check them out because they'll for sure help you out with your taxes. I will also say to the parents, there are certain solutions to help them through burnout. According to some general research and my thoughts, some of those ideas are improvised. And what I mean by improvising is you try to give them a medium-sized gun to where it's not the big guns or where it's a little gun, but a medium-sized gun to where they can feel like they're being adults. So, for example, they can't drive a car Give them a bike. Or if they don't want a bike, if they can't have a car, try a motorcycle. It all depends on the child. It all depends on who the adult or who the Aspie is and their functioning level. But try to give them something to where they're feeling like they're an adult. Try to improvise with them. Give them the plan B. They may have a plan A, but a plan B is preferred than nothing. They'd rather be plan A, plan B, nothing. That's from top to bottom. So I think we'd be happier if everyone could have a happy middle. The next solution I can give you is distract with a hobby or an interest because the burnout is there, but we're still comprehending what's going on. So you can for sure try to distract us with a hobby or an interest. Now through my experience, it hasn't worked to the best, but for some it may work. So if you want to try to distract us with a hobby and interest while we're going through a burnout, then by all means, give it a shot. Because you never know, it may work for them. If they like video games and they need to play a video game, offer a video game for them. Offer a video game that they can play while they're going through a burnout just to help them get their mind off it. If it works for them, it has. Now, as I say, it didn't help me, but it may help them. And you never know, it could help them and they may try to focus on the game and not what's going on around them because it would make them feel better and they'll definitely might go to their happy place and you never know, may go further in the game with a burnt out mind. Another idea you that I have is get the child involved. And when I say get the child involved, I mean get them involved. Get them involved with what they like to do. Get them involved with a hobby. Get them involved with soccer, basketball, baseball, tennis, podcasting. 
bowling. I mean, you name all the sports you can think of, and you name anything you can think of, get them involved. Get them involved to where it will become a fixation almost. And C205, finding the blueprint for more information, but try to get them involved to where it does become not an obsession per se, but, but where they are practicing for their future skills to where they're not even remembering or noticing that they're going through a burnout. So try trying to get them involved with something or find what they like and try to see where it will take them. The next idea I have is understand the courage it takes. Understand that the burnout that we have sometimes is encourageable because it takes some time for us to admit that we have issues with driving or cooking. It takes courage to do that. It takes courage for us to even hop behind the wheel and the courage is undeniably strong and you need to see that. And I think most of you do, but even see it to where you think that they're, holy crap, they're becoming Superman or Hercules. Just see that they are really trying to express it and it is definitely encourageable to express the fact that you might be having an issue and it takes guts and I admire that. So if I admire it, you should admire it too. Another idea I have is show or give them rare chances. And what I mean by rare chances and what I mean by show them is give them a gift. Give them, if their life ain't going right or something's going up, then give them a gift. Give them pit passes. Give them VIP passes. Give them extra privileges. Just give them something. Give them ice cream. I mean, just show them something that'll make their day because they're already trying to forget about the burnout, but they're having a tough time. I say try to offer a distraction. Offer the greatest distraction you can imagine. And I think that's a pretty big distraction if I say myself. So just try to offer something good and a nice gift for them because they'll appreciate it at the end. And I think they'll be thankful for it at the end of the day like any good child would. But also they'll forget about the burnout and then... And everyone will get a break at least. Let's put it that way. The next idea I have is two and once. Take a break from each other and go out. Now, this includes you taking a break from your child. I think everyone has to do that. But if they're having a burnout, maybe you got to just walk away. Take a break and walk away. But maybe as far as parenting, maybe you need to go out too. And I don't mean like going out to the Golden Corral or anything like that. No. I mean just go out, take a breath, come back in. Because anyone in life just needs a fresh breath of air. And I think maybe just a fresh breath and a five-second break would definitely help and possibly minimize the stress that you are having. So if you need to walk out, I understand. But don't leave them hanging. Let's put it that way too. If you leave them hanging, there's something wrong with you on that. But please eventually come back. But I understand if you need to take that breath. And I understand that you need to minimize your stress so that you don't explode like a volcano. The last idea I have is to make a calming list for yourself. And a calming list is where you have a list of items and a list of activities or a list of items that you use to calm yourself down. And that might be a tool for you to use. You can finally open your calm box and be like, oh my goodness, here are my tools. Yet, 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 and do all the things you need to do in order to calm down. And if you need to calm down too before you help, we also understand. But again, please, please come back. Don't leave us stranded. But a call me list after you're done before we get it. But I know that I might have to have one myself. We all might need to have one. And I think at the end of the day it will be helpful so that next time it does happen, you can open the box and pick the tool that you need for this time. And the cool part is with the list, each list is different one could consist of meditating swimming running jogging it's all up to you you can add your own twist on your you can add your you can a little right here you can add your own twist 
to your list. No, I'm kidding. But in all seriousness, you can really just make your own list to what you need to do. And it's no one else's but yours. This is your list and this is your plan. And that's pretty cool if, if I say myself. Now, after the burnout, it does take some time for us to recover. But we do eventually recover. According to some general research and my thoughts, some ways to recover are music. And this is the one that's helped me most because after I had a burnout or I am having a burnout, I go listen to music because I can finally just be in a world where I think they get it, which could be sometimes in a little bit of a darker world or a happier world, depending on what the song is. And each one has its own uniqueness to it for me. And the cool part is it's kind of hard to describe but I only know how to describe it. And I like to make it secret, so I'm not going to tell anyone. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, I will say that the music does for sure help as it calms me down and I can finally have a source to hear a new world to where I am only allowed in. Also, an idea you can do is stay home. Because if you're having a burnout, stay home. Because others may not see the burnout, may not understand what it is. So in my eyes, you need to stay home so that you're not looked at weird. You're not getting poked at because they will not get what a burnout is and why you're feeling so down and awkward in a way. So, yeah, you need to stay home if you're having a burnout because you just need a place to recover and you need a place to just take a breath because it's better to recover in here than out there where others are looking at you. Another idea that I want to share is what I call do not have pinball brands. See 111 pinball action for more information. But, and to make it quick term, a pinball brain is where they basically are just going, go, 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 go. Well, in this case, I'd say, stop, 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 stop. Because you need to calm down. You can't go all over the place. You can't go all hyper, go, woo, woo, jumping jack, one, two, three, four, five, six, No, you can't do that. You got to calm down because the burnout may hype you up more. The stress may hype you up more and not in a good way. So, in my eyes, you need to just stop relax, take a drink, and remember who you are within yourself first before you go anywhere. Because if you think about it and have that pinball brain, it's definitely going to be more chaotic. And I think it will be worse to where now the pinball will not only fly out of the glass, but be get caught in the ceiling. So in my eyes, you need to just stop, 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 and drop, and instead of roll, relax. So it's stop, drop, relax so that we can move on and you can end the chapter of the burnout. The final solution I have is stay away from triggers. And I have an excellent example for this. So going back to the prom example. So with me, you can imagine me sitting there, sitting there just chilling. Well, before prom started, other mothers and fathers took pictures of their sons and daughters going to prom. Well, the sad part is Sam can't look at those pictures. The reason being is it's a trigger, and it will remind me of, oh, my God, I should be going to prom. I'm, I'm having a burnout. Uh, 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 I'm not hanging out with my friends. Uh, uh, I should do this. I should be doing this. I should, have an, uh, I should be going to prom with someone, and it will lead me to a burnout. So I could not look at those pictures at all because I just go back to a burnout at all, and why look at something that's going to lead me to sadness? And while I want to have freedom to scroll through my Facebook account, I'd rather be limited and happy than unrestricted and sad. So yes, it was kind of weird and idiotic maybe for some, but for me it made sense and at the end of the day, I felt better. So whatever the trigger is, I don't care what people say or what others think of it, stay away from it. Because if it's gonna bother you, there's no need to go down the path of 
sadness at all. There's no need to if you can avoid it. And a big factor that I know I got autistic burnout is that I was transitioning into adulthood and apparently others have too. Look at the third video below to hear the reason through a bunch of speakers who are autistic themselves and have experienced the, I guess you'd call transition into adulthood burnout. Now, before I end, I just want to say the one part is if you do not agree with me at this episode or you just don't know about this or just don't agree and just think, well, this episode's kind of not good, then at least take this. Do not take things for granted. I want you to do this. The next time you drive, think again and just say, man, I'm really glad I can do this because there's a whole population that cannot do what you do sometimes. And that's for those who aren't and who are on the spectrum. That's just for the person driving. And it's just for the same for the autism spectrum person who is a savant at baseball. So just know that we're all gifted and just know that don't take things for granted because you gotta understand that it takes time for us to accept that. And we're still working on it, but we're not there yet. But I hope with everyone else's perseverance and determination, we will not just take things for granted, but we will help others with our granted abilities. Because if we do that, I can probably say that there'll be less burnouts in the world that are associated with autism and that are not associated with autism. And everyone can just be there for one another. And I think that would be a great thing for everyone in the world to do for each other. Now, to conclude... No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But in all seriousness, to conclude, autistic burnout is real. Although we cannot express it, one, we should not have to, but two, like everyone else, we get scared. I have had many times in my life that I have just had burnouts where I wanted to hide in the covers. But parents know it is truly just a day or two that you might waste that I know you can make up for. Finally, to the Aspies themselves, I know you might be afraid of the haunted house you're looking at, but know that you will have to go into the haunted house and there will be ghosts and phantoms that will try to scar some of your life moments away from you. But I can guarantee that if you become your own Hercules, then I can guarantee that you will walk out of the house alive. Well, folks, I think that'll be all for us today. And I hope you learned something. And I want you right now to help someone through a burnout. Thanks for joining for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.